So, you've been with our fifth graders all afternoon. You've seen and heard what, they've, what they're doing. What do you think should be done? Mrs. Hyatt looked from face to face around the conference table. Mrs. Marlowe spoke right up. We should get them all in the auditorium tomorrow morning and lay down the law. Just stop it. It's silly and it's disruptive. I mean, it's interesting and all that. And with these kids, it's maybe even an improvement, but it's still not right. It was sort of cute right after lunch today, but then I had the second group and then the third during seventh period. And by then it was just a bother, a real distraction. We've got a lot of material to cover in science, so I say we should squash the whole thing right away. Mrs. Escobar nodded her agreement. It's very annoying in math class. These short answers they use, it's a game to them, and that's all they're paying attention to. I'm trying to work, and if they're playing a game, it's frustrating, very frustrating. So if this is a bow, I say we stop it first thing tomorrow. Mr. Burton shook his head. But why? It's very inventive, what they're doing, and it's creative, and they're all thinking. And I think it's mostly positive, too. They're all exercising some self-control, which is a big change for this group. I think we should try to have a sense of humor about it and just let it run its course. It can't go on for very long, can it? What's the harm? Well, it's not a problem in the gym, said Mrs. Henley. Actually, makes it easier. Me not having to yell and all. I've got no complaints. If they want to be like like they were this afternoon the whole rest of the year, it's perfectly fine by me. That's not fine by me. That was Mrs. Akers talking. I only get them for music two or three times a week, and I need to make every minute count. And I asked Jim Torrey, and he feels the same way about art class. I went along with it this afternoon, and we had some fun, too. But I can't afford to waste more class time. I can't teach them songs if they won't sing more than three words in a row. I just realized something, said Mrs. Overby. You know what that little rascal Dave Packer did yesterday? Instead of giving an oral report, he stood up at the front of the class and coughed for two, maybe three whole minutes. And he was pretending, I'm sure of it, so he wouldn't have to talk. This really has to stop. Mr. Burton said, but don't you remember? We're talking about the unshushables. These kids have been driving the whole school nuts for years and years. And suddenly, like some amazing gift from elementary school heaven, they all stop talking. And what are we going to do? We're going to start them right up again. That doesn't make sense. Why not wait a little? You know, see what happens just for another day or so. What's the harm in that? Mr. Burton honestly didn't think it was a problem, but even if he had, he would have asked the other teachers to back off anyway. He was hoping the quiet time would go on long enough for him to gather more information for that paper he needed to write for his human development class. The principal had heard enough. She was glad to get everyone's opinion, but she didn't want the teachers turning against each other. This was her school, and like everything else, this decision was her responsibility. Mrs. Hyatt said, thank you for your thoughts. Very helpful. But this is not a voting situation, and I've made my decision. You know I've been trying to get these kids to quiet down ever since they were in first grade. So it's tempting to go along with this activity of theirs and hope it will lead to an improvement. But I think that would be wrong. The sudden quiet might seem easier than all the noise, but neither behavior is really what we want. 
These children need to learn to be quiet when it's right to be quiet, and they need to talk and participate at the right times too. We don't want an all-or-nothing situation, which is what what this is. What we need is real balance, real self-control. If we let them keep up this game or contest or whatever it is, I think we'll be sending the wrong message. So we need to have an assembly tomorrow. I've noticed that Lindsay Burgess and Dave Packer seem to be the ringleaders, and I actually, Mrs. Marlowe interrupted, I think it's more like Dave and Lindsay are sort of the team captains. They're keeping score and counting words, and it's the boys against the girls. I intercepted a note. The principal raised her eyebrows. A note? You didn't tell me that. Mrs. Marlowe shrugged. It was this afternoon in my classroom. Mrs. Hyatt said, it might have been helpful if you told me about this sooner. The principal paused, letting everyone feel how displeased she was. And in that moment, Mrs. Burton thought, women, always, Mr. Burton thought, women, always keeping little secrets. But he immediately corrected that thought because anybody who hangs on to stereotypes about girls and boys shouldn't, especially if he's a teacher. The principal said, anyway, that's good to know. And I think I see a way to approach the problem. So at the start of homeroom, please bring all the students to the auditorium. It was quiet for a moment. Then Mr. Burton said, what are you going to do if the kids don't respond to your approach? Mrs. Hyatt looked at him, a trace of frost in her eyes. What do you mean? Well, he said, I'm just saying that we've got five years of experience with this group. They've never obeyed very well when we've told them to stop being noisy. Why should it be any different when we tell them to stop being so quiet? Mrs. Hyatt stared at Mr. Burton for a moment, and in her mind, a little voice said, leave it to a man to say something negative. But of course, she immediately corrected herself, because that kind of thought can get a principal in trouble. On a school's faculty, it's never supposed to be girls against boys. In fact, that's called discrimination, which is against the law. So Mrs. Hyatt looked around the table, smiled, and said, All I can promise is that I'll do my best to resolve this situation in the most orderly way possible. And I know that each of you will do the same. See you all first thing in the morning. As the teachers left the conference room, there wasn't much talking. In fact, there was none.